Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately, when you reach for it, it isn't real. Love is an imaginary dagger. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the superverse. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Into the Superverse. Today we are talking about episodes three and four of Loki. We are fresh off our viewing of episode four, uh, Bonkers. And boy, howdy, did a lot happen. Boy, howdy is right. I don't even know where to start. Well, I do know where to start, and that is with episode three. Felt kind of like we're running out the clock. Episode three was definitely light on story advancement, but it was still good. Oh, they had to build that chemistry. Yes. So let's go from the top, shall we? So most of episode three is concerning Loki and Sylvie's adventures on Lamentus and their attempts to escape what Sylvie calls the worst apocalypse of all of the ones that he could have chosen to go to with the little, uh, I forget what they call their little iPad gadgets, tempads. So of course we saw several apocalypses on Earth, or at least heard mention of them, but this one really does take the cake. We have a moon that is about to crash into this planet. The planet did not seem all that great to begin with, if you ask me, a little desolate. Yeah, and they were traveling around on the train trying to get to the spaceship, which never takes off. So, yeah, like you said, the core of this episode is based around just building up the the chemistry between Loki and Sylvie, which is nice. And they're exploring their powers, which I think is important. For sure. Because it's... They're utilizing these powers different than how we've seen Loki use his powers in the MCU. Yeah, so Loki in the MCU, we see him use his, well, he uses the Mind Stone in his spear to control people. We see him do illusions, fake-outs, control people, but... Is the Mind Stone elevating his already existing power, or is it just that's what the Mind Stone does? It's a good question, because it was kind of a retcon that the spear had the Mind Stone in it, I think. Um, So I think people thought it was just Loki's powers, but now it's like... Who can say? Because, yeah, they've, they've really expanded on it. Plus, I mean, you add in the fact that there was a whole building falling on them, and Loki was basically able to do some Doctor Strange-esque magic and reverse time and put it back into place, it looked like. He's operating at a level way beyond anything that we've seen before. Yeah, he's, like, creating fireworks in his hand is his main trick. Yeah. Um... But then he, like, can't create a fake ticket in his hand. I think that's only because he's drunk. No, like, when they're getting on. Oh. Well, I think he just wanted to do his plan. I think he come, he came up with his plan, and he was like, you know what? We're going to do this. 
maybe it's just because I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect lately, but Lamentus as a world gave me total Mass Effect vibes. And it was cool to see, you know, it was very uh, much a Guardians-type vibe, where in Guardians we got to see a couple of those planets where it's just completely alien, nothing Earth-like, even though Lamentus did have humans living on it. And it's one of those things where, as much as I would love to know a bit more about the backstory of this planet, we're never going to learn it. We don't. It, it's a plot device, which is fine. And it was really cool seeing the world building that they were able to squeeze into about 40 minutes of airtime. I love a train ride. What can I say? It was great. Um, well, so Sylvie's power that she's been able to like do is this memories thing. Yes, enchantment. Um, yeah, which she calls enchantment. Um, and Loki calls his magic, which I feel like in like the Thor movies primarily, they never really referred to what they can do as magic. No. So I feel like that's... I don't know if it's like a retcon or if they're just going with it. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to just kind of see this Loki as like, this is the story we want to tell you, or if we're supposed to think about what's already been established in the MCU. A bit of both. I would say that we had never heard Asgardians referred to as magicians just because, I don't know. I mean, they clearly don't think of it as magic necessarily. But it's Loki's just kind of, calling it magic. Maybe he's just calling it that because that's how Sylvie had framed it. Also, did we ever see his mom do stuff? I can't say for sure. Because she may have in the Dark World, but... I guess we gotta rewatch the Dark World. We'll get there eventually, but... I mean, I think she... Whether we saw her do that or not, I I think it's been implied that she's supposed to be, you know, of that power set. Um, It has outside of this. I, I can't say for sure. I just feel like because most Asgardians have some sort of power that they are born with innately whether we call it magic or not but it does certainly seem to be looking to combine loki's powers more in line with like the magic that we know from dr strange and although that's sorcery not magic but i think they're like i feel like they're just kind of going with agents of shield rules like we're just creating the rules and i think you're right i think they're just kind of you know if we're going to do a show about this character, then we get to reestablish things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And it's interesting to see how they've done it so far. Because they they needed to give themselves a bit more wiggle room, I think. Um, yeah, so we follow them along this train ride. Loki gets very drunk on the bar part of the train. And he, I believe, uh, learned how to sing that song in Norwegian in a very short amount of time. The actor? Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I understand for, like, plot device him getting drunk, but I didn't really seem... I mean, I guess it's, like, trying to show that, like, he's still Loki and he, like, self-sabotages, but I don't know. I just was like, I don't think he would do this. I, I mean, I don't know. He's an enigma. I think he probably felt like he could go and do that because, I don't know, 
whether he wasn't fully confident in their plan or he thought if he got, he could just go ahead and get drunk and Sylvie would handle the business anyway. Um, but it was definitely a great moment for him. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun and like the singing and stuff like that. And just parlaying it into a fist fight. Um, and it makes me wonder, because he gets thrown off the train. The temp pad that he has magically hidden somewhere on his person gets broken. So I'm like, when he does this, where does it go? Does he just put it in his pocket? Is he just doing some magical sleight of hand? Yeah, I don't... I thought it kind of went into, like, nothingness, and then he, like, pulls it out of, like, again, nothingness, like, like magic. But what if there's a pocket of nothingness literally in him, you know? I don't know what the physical makeup of an Asgardian looks like. They might not have all of our stuff. Maybe it's just some empty space that you can put your electronics. What stuff are you referring to? Spleen, appendix, tum-tum. Well, we make our way through episode three. We start to see some sort of uh, relationship blooming between Loki and Sylvie, wouldn't you say? Yes, obviously. And what does that mean? Because it kind of, it breaks the brain, you know, and it breaks the timeline. (laughs) It's just like really hammering in the narcissism. narcissism. I mean, I know that in episode four they go over it more, but it really is the most Loki thing imaginable for a Loki to meet another Loki and be like, I'm in love. I think we'll talk about the impact in the next episode. Agreed. One thing that um, you got right in your guess was that the agents are all variants. Yeah. It's just, it's a great, it's a great twist. Yeah. Um, Because there's no way, I mean, there was so much mystery around the TVA and the jet ski thing. You know, uh, a being beyond time and space is not going to just have a, a jet ski magazine laying around. I mean, I get the appeal, but there's more interesting things out there. So clearly Mobius uh, is just a retiree from Orlando who had just bought a jet ski. And that's what caused, (laughs) that was his nexus event. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, And clearly we, we reap the uh, benefits of that twist in episode four. Yeah. So do you want to talk about episode four? Yeah. Right before that though, I just want to compliment the, the one shot of Loki and Sylvie making their way through the city after getting off the train, trying to get to the shuttle, only to see it destroyed by part of the moon, was all one shot. And I don't know how much of that is CG, if they built a set, if anything. I'm sure they're using all of the cool new Mandalorian technology, but it was really cool. And definitely some of the best visuals that we've seen in these Disney Plus shows so far in my opinion um it felt movie quality to me i think a lot of the falcon and the winter soldier felt movie quality i guess they did and i guess it's because they didn't have any environments that were so they weren't another crazy looking yeah um so yes we end with them kind of wandering off as their uh one path off of a path of pure I stumbled over my words there. We uh, end episode three on a sad note. Loki and Sylvie wandering away after their one way off of a planet that is doomed to destruction. It felt very Rogue One. It was very Rogue One. And I liked that uh, Loki stands there in despair and Sylvie instantly just starts walking away. I just thought that was like a... I don't know what it means, but it's a fun touch. 
And that is where we, well, not necessarily where we pick off in episode four, but... Just about. Yeah. The first thing we see is the timekeepers. And before we even get the reveal of the um, man behind the curtain, um, I was like, these look lame. Like, I pretty much already thought that they were fake. When we first, they like show a glimpse of them, I was like, that's not them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were certainly more convincing from a distance than they were up close. <laughs> but uh, Which I think yeah. we also discussed that on an Earth, on the first episode was like, they're probably not like actual timekeepers, like these three beings. It's probably some sort of Wizard of Oz yeah. and business. For sure. And, you know, I, I kind of had this thought about, you know, uh, the timekeepers have been revealed to be androids. Created by whom? We don't know. And why? We also don't know. And for a moment, I was like a little disappointed because I kind of want the MCU to lean into something so crazy. And clearly we're already at that point where we have the TV. The TVA is real and they have these powers. So now the question is, who has been able to manipulate this into existence? Um, Because people have numerous theories which we can save towards the end of the discussion about this episode. So the, Oh, some of my notes were resolved during the episode. (laughs) I was like, timekeepers definitely killed her talking about C20. Yeah. Um, if she's really dead, which who knows? Um, so that was one thought I had. Um, Oh, one. Okay. So a question I had, so they, Give us a flashback of Sylvie being taken as a child. I guess are we supposed are we led to believe that she is from the same timeline as our Loki and that they erased her from existence because she was a girl? I'm wondering about this too. And I have read a couple things about the speculation about what the Nexus event was. How have you already read this? I took a quick peek at what people were talking about. What can I say? Uh, but, so, yeah, I was wondering this when we were watching the episode, too. Because I was like, she, at the point that we see her being taken in by the TVA, she's already several years old. Like, she has... Existed. Yeah, she's like it's eight not like she is conceived or just born, and they're like, nope, you can't have that. Um, so it's either that I don't know if it was because she was a girl. Some people think it was because she was on a different path morally that she was like, like she's a good person, good, and they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. But either way, it's like, what? When was she taken by the TVA relative? To the the life of the Loki that we know, right? You know? Like, are can there be two people in the same timeline doing the same thing, like, but slightly different, but not enough for the TVA to care? Well, they wouldn't be on the same timeline. It would be two different Asgards. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, I think we'll we'll probably get some more clarification on it, but I think the only options is that she w- she was alive first. And they took her and then erased her memory from everyone on at like oh. everyone that knew her or she's from a different yeah. timeline. Yeah. 
altogether. But Which, I thought the whole idea of the sacred timeline was that there aren't. That's what. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. I was like, well, there wouldn't be another timeline. Hey, if the TVAs to be believe that they don't let those exist. Um, and so then maybe that's why Odin basically took Loki from the frost giants because it was like replacing. Oh, oh, that would be a really fascinating. I mean, I'm just making this up right now. I mean, now. I, they're going to have to go into this more, I, I would think, because they intentionally held back what the event was. And Loki doesn't seem surprised by the fact that Sylvie exists. So, like, there's something about it that's like, yeah, there's other Lokis. Yeah. There's other versions of me. Like, that seems, like, acceptable so I'm wondering if, like, that's not supposed to be a big deal. Like, that there are these other timelines yeah. as long as they're all kind of... I don't know. I really wanting. don't know. Um, they're going to have to <laughs> uh, give a bit more of an explanation about that to me uh, for me to be able to fully wrap my head around it. Uh, and just speaking about that scene once again, I did not expect for us to go to or even see Asgard in this show. So even if it was for all of five seconds, it crests over the mountains in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is Asgard. I was like, that's cool. You know, because obviously this Loki is not going to be going back to Asgard. I wouldn't think. Um, so that was a nice touch. It looked very good. Um, so are they, is their Nexus event that they're not like supposed to fall in love? I don't know if it's they're not supposed to fall in love because, I mean, Sylvie, Sylvie is a walking Nexus event, but I think... The fact that they did, whether they were supposed to or not, I don't think it doesn't. I don't think it matters. I think it's just two variants having a relationship. Is it takes Sylvie, who is already a problem, let's say like a eight out of ten problem, and pushes it to a ten out of ten problem for one reason or another. But uh, I, I had a question. End of episode two, we see after Sylvie bombs the timeline. I kind of thought that was like a, a big problem. deal, and I guess they just fixed it. I mean, everyone like deployed. I think it was just supposed to be a distraction so that she could get in. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that that is it. There's, whenever we see the graphs, I get confused because it looks like the lines are about to crest, and nobody cares. So I definitely thought that the the timeline bombing was going to be a permanent problem and a turning point. I thought so too at the time, but I think it was like kind of established. Yeah. That. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, so I guess Ravona Renslayer is kind of holding a grudge against a literal child that she arrested. So not a good look for her. Yeah. I think she showed her cards early by how she was with Loki in episode one. Yeah. She thinks she's hot shit. And, like, I want to know what she knows. Well, so does Sylvie. Because she clearly knows something. And I have questions. I guess that is how episode five will start, but I can't wait a week for that. Um, very upset that they zapped Owen, hoping that those uh, magical people collected him as well. Yeah, that was, that was fucked up. I did think that at one point... Where do those people go in my mind? 
Well, I think we talked about it in the last episode. Like, what does that mean to be pruned? Yeah. Because I guess we had kind of just been like, are you just permanently That version erased? of you disappears. Because yeah. it was the whole matter of like, what's the point of taking them in? And that we still don't know what the point of taking them in is. I think the point of taking them in is to vet them for a job at the TVA. That is valid. Yeah, that's probably right. First stages of an interview to see if they are capable. I think I think that's true. Um, but it's good to know that there is a life beyond pruning. What it is, we don't know. Who are those people? They all had horns on. Or some sort yeah, of... They're yellow. all Lokis. They probably are all Lokis. That's what they said. Maybe all, all variants of a given person who are pruned get sent to the same place. So maybe Mobius has been pruned and sent to a place where he's <laughs> going to meet a bunch of other Mobiuses who are probably going to be like, oh, you figured it out, huh? That's very interesting thought. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I hope that's right, because I want to see a bunch of Owen Wilsons on screen at the same time. I thought that this whole, you know, there are other versions was maybe going to lead us into the next Spider-Man. I just didn't, like, when as soon as we saw that, I was like, oh, is this, like, opening up these, like, parallel universes? Yeah. Which I guess it still could be, but... I think if they... Like, it just reminds, sorry, it just reminded me of, like, the Spider-Verse. Like, all these, like, weird versions. I mean, I think you're onto something. And I think if they commit to having this show, like, be a Nexus event for that world of the MCU, I think you're probably right. Because for anything like that to happen, this seems like the, the natural origin. It was nice to see Sif... We have not seen her since Thor 2, and here she is just popping up. Um, she was an early fixture in the Thor movies. She showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in like a season one episode, uh, and I'm pretty sure she just had other obligations, so she couldn't show up in Thor Ragnarok. What and bigger obligations? Get popped. Then? She probably would have died if she had filmed that movie, because... Taika Waititi wanted to kill everybody. She was doing this show. I don't know if it was still on when they were filming it. It's called Blind Spot. I oh think. yeah, and she was like the lead in that. Yeah. Wow. You Big shouts out to Agents of Shield this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Um, All right. What else did you read about? Not too much. Well, uh, so what are people predicting? Well, I, I'll go through and I'll, I'll see. I just had one more note, really, because, I mean, the end of this episode is a whole shit show. Uh, but I appreciated their mentioning of vampires because they, I'm pretty sure they name-dropped Kree. Of course, we know the Kree. Titans. Thanos is a Titan. Vampires, though. We have not met any vampires yet. But we do know that Blade is coming. So they might just be... Setting the groundwork for us to be prepared when when vampires start showing up. Also, of course, the oh no, wait! I thought are Kree the one that can like change their faces? Those are scroll. Oh, I was gonna say, of course, scrolls are always probably getting sent there. <laughs> but I mean, no, they probably are. <laughs> are the other bad guys. Yeah, just to just to say, I'm gonna look into theories here, but this episode ends with 
Sylvie and Loki finally being taken to confront the timekeepers and after a brawl and after Hunter B-15 has been quickly swayed to the other side of the conflict, uh, Sylvie is in a position of power and might get some actual answers from the horse's mouth next episode if Renslayer coughs it up. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of people talking about uh, how Sylvie was arrested as a nine-year-old. They're like, how do you say with a straight face you've been arrested for crimes against the sacred timeline to a literal child who has nothing, nothing going on, just hanging out? Um, so the big uh, theory here is that Ravona is working for whoever schemed up the TVA. Um, people have theories about who that is. Most likely this guy from the comics named Kang, who is a villain hell-bent on controlling the timeline and always wants to engineer a timeline where he comes out on top. I don't think she has probably ever seen anyone other than those like robots, though. I, I am inclined to agree with you because... You know, whether she thought they were real or not, she, I think she was happy to play her part. Right. If she knew it was a role or she knew that they were fake, she was just... Because she's basically running the TVA, so... Yeah. Oh, so an interesting note uh, after the revelation that the timekeepers are big old uh, Chuck E. Cheese animatronic looking robots... Why do they have the robot scanner? And I know we talked about this because it's the your temporal aura, but what would the timekeepers be trying to keep out by destroying any robots that would enter the TVA? Surely there are synthetic life forms that are variants. Would they know something if they would have been admitted A in? A robot can always smell another robot. That's what you always say. Yep. And only this time is it correct. Um, so that's that's a question there because I thought that was the strangest part of the onboarding process to the TVA. I doubt we'll get any closure on it, but um, so like we talked about before um, about the reason why Sylvie may have been uh, branded a variant. Uh, was because she seemed, people think, you know, we see her as a child and she's happy and carefree and we know that that is after she has found out that she is adopted, presumably, or at least that's what this person on Reddit is saying. Oh, right, she's adopted too. So. Oh, and he says, they told you. Okay. And so, I mean, and that was such a turning point for him was he had no idea that he was of the Frost Giants and that really put him on a course as a child and an adult. They, he yeah. found out as an adult. Um, Sylvie seems well adjusted and happy, so clearly she would be on a very different path. But you still kind of have to wonder, you know, something had to click for them to suddenly be like, okay, time's up. Yeah, obviously something happened. Yeah, but I do think, or that- they know that she did something later, and so they thought maybe it's best to just take her as a child. Oh, oh, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. That's a. I'm that's, just making things. I know up here. that's a that's a good theory because, you know, 
I don't think she was really doing anything at the time worthy of being arrested. But who's to say? Uh, so I guess everybody's kind of just flailing. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Oh, so there so. weren't any real predictions? I'm not seeing any, really. Um, I think... Um, I think the prevailing theory is that Loki is meeting up with other Loki variants in a land of Loki variants, but I don't think anybody knows how he's going to get out or oh, I just, if the other ones are going to, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just thought of what I think I was going to say earlier was, um, I wonder if it's specific to Loki's because he has that whole monologue about how Loki's survive it's like their oh. thing. So they're, that may just be specific to them. Oh, interesting. What if like some other Loki had gotten further than any of the other Lokis that we've seen and rigged all of the TVA batons <laughs> to teleport rather than kill? We have two more episodes left. Where the hell are they going to go? No predictions at this time. Can't do it. I can't. My brain is like broken watching this show. <laughs> and I love it. Loki has to escape Land of Lokis. Uh, Sylvie has to interrogate Ravona. Loki has to make it back to the TVA. Has to rescue Mobius. We got to get Mobius back. Got to get Mobius on a jet ski. We have to I uncover... hope he finds <laughs> him on a jet ski. Oh, God. I can only... Hear I him. bet... I kind of am thinking, so I will make a small prediction, that our Mobius is probably gone for good, but that maybe Loki will go on the timeline and find him. That's a good guess. And, like, maybe they won't even, like, he obviously won't remember him, but, you know, see him on a jet ski yeah. or get him to a jet ski somehow or something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's going to... That I seems, hope we get real Mobius right. back. I, I yeah. I think it would be a waste of Owen Wilson. I mean, we have two episodes. I know. Yeah. But, uh, and like, that's a real character. Like, why would we immediately yeah. end that character? But I don't know. That was just a, okay. just a thought. My rough timeline. Next episode. What's your sacred timeline? Guys? My sacred timeline is that episode five, by the end of episode five, and I'm not claiming, I'm not making any guesses on the content of the episode itself. End of episode five, Loki will be out and back at the TVA. Ravona will have given up some sort of secret integral to the timekeepers, and Sylvie will find out who is behind it. But she will be incapacitated and unable to tell Loki. And that's where we're going to leave it at the end of episode five. And then the final episode, somehow, they're going to link back up in the TVA. Question mark. Is she going to betray him? Mm, uh, it's entirely possible. That would be a real Loki moment. That would be mind-blowing. Um, because now, like, she's in everybody's good graces and everybody's shipping Sylvie and Loki. So if she goes, like, full old-school Loki and flips it on their heads, people will be upset, but it would be a good twist. My biggest question is, these other shows... Well, all right, I'm not going to say these other shows. WandaVision, everybody thought WandaVision was going to be a lead-in to Doctor Strange, which in a way it is. But people thought, and they had originally said, like, Doctor Strange would have been in it. 
it would have been clearly connected to like the beginning of Doctor Strange 2. That didn't necessarily happen. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was its own thing. Do we think Loki is going to end clearly setting up something or with the implications that something else could be happening, but we're going to end, you know, closed in on Loki and Sylvie's story? That's what I'm curious about. I think that of the of the options, it will affect maybe Doctor Strange, maybe Spider-Man. And if they really want Tom Hiddleston to never, ever stop playing Loki, he'll end up back in Thor. <laughs> I think Tom Hiddleston was like, guys, I'm not in Thor Love and Thunder. I don't believe him. He could very well not be in it, but like, I have no reason to believe him saying that. The show's not over. I, I'm just a, saying, like, this, this Loki is going to end up in some sort of timeline. Yeah. So he's going to be... there's And there's no Loki in the future timeline, so... Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, my... But if Tom Hiddleston's like, you know, I've had a good run, I'm going to take the Chris Evans um, RDJ route, then I could see them wrapping it up with just this. I think there might be a second season of this. I think they might have said that. And I, I, I am now thinking about that because I think that's the only one where that was even a possibility. Um compared to the other shows. I'm going to say, I'm not expecting any other Marvel characters to show up. I am not expecting, you know, but I will be happy if we wrap up the story of this show and then something goes wrong and we see the timeline explode because that will get me excited about where we have to go. Um, And also, on a separate note, not about Loki, but about the Disney Plus shows, something happened the other day where I don't know who in the world caught this. The end credit scene of the last episode of WandaVision was changed from the original broadcast. They changed the CG. They removed some of the trees. They moved the positioning of the mountains. And for a brief couple of hours, people thought that there was a translucent cloaked figure flying through the trees towards the cabin that Wanda is in. Uh, Someone found out that it was just a CG error and not a character, just a little fuzzy block. But I'm just curious why they would go through the trouble of changing the post-credit scene of a show that finished airing two months ago. Um, I think that scene might be in Doctor Strange, but how far along is Doctor Strange? Still not coming out for another eight months. Wow, you are in the land of conspiracy theories. I would not have noticed this, but it was on, it was the top upvoted post on the front page of Marvel Studios, and I was like, what is going on? Jet fuel can't melt steel, Griff. Jet fuel can't melt steel, Wanda Maximoff's. Uh, people thought it was Doctor Strange. 
people thought it was white vision, and then some guy on TikTok was like, no, guys. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm not going to worry about it. Oh, I mean, I'm not worried. I just find it funny that with all the stuff that they have going on, somebody was like, yeah, no, no, go back and go back and move those trees. I mean, if, if anything, it was like, I, we don't want people bothering us about this, so we're just going to fix it. But the thing, that, the floating thing was from the new thing. They changed it. And the floating thing got added. Oh, I thought you were saying that's that it was there, and then no, yeah, they, they edited it. They, out. they changed all this other stuff, and that got. I don't know if they they were messing. All with right, I don't want to be pulled into this. I know it's just a funny coincidence because that was very recent, and I don't know what's going on over there. But clearly, uh, these last two episodes are going to throw a lot at us, and. I think I can say that we are both very excited about it. All right. Um, if you have any conspiracies, if you have any tangible idea of where they are taking us on this wild ride, please hit us up and let us know. We would love to hear your thoughts. And leave us a five-star review, please. Please and thank you. you listen to this podcast. Yes, please. And we've been... Out of the TV. You're on to the timeline. <laughs> the secret time.